Well, hello, hello, hello. And how are you? <laughs> how are you all today? I hope that you are oh, feeling wonderful. It's amazing what sunshine does, isn't it? Because it's so sunny again. We had a lovely day yesterday. Lovely day in the garden. Um, planting things and oh, the greenhouses are full now. They are just full of tomato plants and sunflowers and broad beans and oh my goodness, you name it and they're out there. Um, every vegetable that we can think of and um, and they're all in the greenhouse now getting the sun on them so we had a lovely day apart from the fact that my youngest child decided that he, all he was going to do out there was hunt for worms and then when he found a worm he threw it at me and I do not like slimy yucky things <laughs> especially not when they're thrown at me so because I screamed when he did it he thought that was hilarious he thought that was highly amusing and so we had it quite a few times he, every time he found one he threw it at me oh dear me so we're hoping, because we've got to go back out there today and finish off, I'm hoping that he forgets about the worms today <laughs> and finds something else to do. So, um, anyway, what did you all do yesterday? Did you all have a nice time? Did you all do anything exciting or, I don't know, what did you do? Um... Last night we went to my brother's house because it was my his wife's birthday, if you remember, and we had a barbecue, the first barbecue of the year. It was a bit chilly, but my brother loves a barbecue. He will barbecue for anything. So um, he got it out for the first time this year and we had sausages and burgers and... Uh, yeah, there was lots of music and dancing. <laughs> so today we've got to go back out into the garden, get sorted completely. And I think I might just take them for a run down the beach. What do you think? Do you think that sounds like a good idea? I think so. They've been good. So and they've worked hard in the garden. So I think they deserve to go to the beach. Anyhow, what about a story? We've had a couple of little miss stories and um, I'm going to go back to the Enchanted Wood and see what adventures await the three children at the faraway tree. What do you think? Yeah, we go to chapter 13 and it's called Moonface Gets Into Trouble. Oh dear me. So, here goes. Are we ready? The children didn't really feel that they wanted to go to any of the lands at the top of the faraway tree for a little while. It was a bit too exciting to climb through the clouds and see what was above them. But 
they did want to see their friends in the tree, especially dear old Moonface. So the very next time they had a day to themselves, they set off through the enchanted wood to the faraway tree. There was no rope to guide them this time. It was only at night that the rope was swung through the boughs to help the woodland folk climb up and down. The children began to climb up. Every door and window in the tree seemed shut today and not a soul was about. It was quite dull climbing up the tree. Even when they reached Silky's house, that was shut too and they couldn't hear Silky singing or anything. They knocked, but there was no answer. So on they went, up to Moonfaces, keeping a good lookout for Dame Washalot's dirty water to come swishing down on them. But you know what? Not even her water appeared that day. It all seemed very quiet and peaceful. They reached Moonface's house at the top of the tree and knocked at his door. Nobody opened it. But inside they could hear quite well somebody crying. It was very mysterious. It doesn't sound like Moonface, said Franny, puzzled. Let's go in and see who it is. So they opened the door and went in. And it was Silky, sitting in a corner, crying bitterly. Whatever's the matter, cried Joe. And where's old Moonface, asked Franny. Oh dear, sobbed Silky, Moonface has been thrown into some dreadfully strange land at the top of the faraway tree because he was rude to Mr What's-His-Name down below. What? That old man who's always sitting in a chair and snoring, said Beth, remembering that they hadn't seen him that day. Whatever did Moonface do? Oh, he was very naughty, wept Silky. So was I, you see. We heard Mr. What's-His-Name snoring as usual, and we crept up to him and saw that his mouth was wide open. And, oh dear, we popped a handful of acorns into it. And when he woke up, he spluttered and popped. And then he caught sight of us here hiding behind a big branch. Goodness, did you really dare do such a naughty thing, cried Beth. No wonder he was angry. Oh, Moonface is dreadfully bad sometimes, said Silky, wiping her eyes. He makes me naughty too. Well, we ran away up to the tree, to Moonface's house. I got in safely, but Moonface didn't. And Mr. What's-His-Name caught hold of him and threw him right through the hole in the clouds into the land that is there today. Well, good gracious. Well, can't he get back, said Franny in alarm. He can climb down the ladder, surely, back into the tree. Well, yes, he could, said Silky, but you see, Mr. What's-His-Name is sitting on the ladder, ready to catch him and throw him back. So what's the use of that? What land is up there today, asked Joe. 
The land of the old saucepan man, said Silky. He lives there in his cottage with his pots and pans and is quite harmless. But you see, Mr. What's-his-name will sit on the ladder till the la land swings around and another one comes. Then Moonface won't be able to get back and he may be lost forever. Oh dear, said Joe in dismay. And the girls stared at Silky in dismay, despair, for they were very fond of old Moonface now. Isn't there anything we can do? asked Joe at last. Well, there's just one hope, said Silky, fluffing out her lovely golden hair. The old saucepan man is a great friend of Mr. Watts's name. If he knew his land was at the top of the faraway tree today, he might come along and have a cup of tea with Mr. Watts's name, and then Moonface could slip down the ladder back here. Oh, said the children and looked one another. They could quite well see that this meant one or all of them going up the ladder <clears throat> again and getting into another peculiar land. I'll go, said Beth. After all, Moonface helped us last time. We must help him now. We'll all three go, said Joe. So they set off the topmost branch to the little ladder. There they found Mr. What's-His-Name, sitting reading his newspaper and brewing a pot of tea that sent swirls of steam up through the hole in the clouds. Please can we pass? asked Beth timidly. No, you can't said Mr. What's-His-Name rudely. Well, we've got to, said Joe. So if we tread on your feet, you must excuse us. Mr. What's-His-Name simply wouldn't move. He really was a very cross old man. He grumbled and growled at each of the children as they squeezed past him. and They were very glad when they had climbed through the hole and were in the land above. So this is the land of the saucepan man, said Franny, when they were standing on the grass safely. What a funny little man land. It was. It was an island floating in what seemed a sea of white. It wasn't really much bigger than a large field. Beth went to the edge and looked over. Oh my goodness, she said in alarm, it's like a cliff and the sea is a, a big white cloud. Don't go too near the edge, anybody. It wouldn't be nice to fall off. Hey, hey, suddenly yelled an excited voice. They turned around and saw Moonface waving to them and running fast towards them. Hey, how did you get here? Hello, we came to see what we could do for you, said Joe. We heard what had happened. Old Mr. What's-His-Name is sitting on the ladder still, waiting for you. But Silky says, this is the land of the saucepan man, who is a great friend of Mr. What's-His-Name's. So we've come to see him and ask him if he'll go and have tea with his friend. Then you can slip down safely and go home. Oh, good, said Moonface joyfully. I didn't know what land this was and goodness me, I was quite afraid of falling off it. It's so small. Where do you suppose the old saucepan man lives? Well, I can't imagine, said Joe, looking round. All he could see was a very large stretch of grass. 
with no house and nobody at all in sight. Where in the world could the saucepan man live? We'll have to go carefully all around this funny little land, said Beth. His house must be somewhere. But we'd better hurry, for you never know when the land will swing away from the faraway tree, and we don't want to live in this odd little place forever. They began to walk around the land. Presently they came to a cliff that was not quite so steep as the others. They peered over it. Joe pointed to some things stuck in the cliff. Whatever are those? he said. Well, they look like some sort of steps down the cliffside, said Beth. They're saucepans, said Franny suddenly. Yes, saucepans with their handles stuck firmly into the cliff and the pan part to tread on. How strange. Well, this must be the way down to the saucepan man's house, said Joe, excited. Come on, be careful, girls, or you may fall and roll right over the edge of this land. So very carefully, they began to climb down the cliff, treading on the saucepans stuck into the earth. It was really rather funny. They got down at last, and then they heard a very curious noise indeed. It was a sound of crashings and bangings and clatterings and clangings. The children were quite alarmed. The noise is coming from just around the corner, said Joe. They crept very cautiously to the corner and peeped around. There they saw a crooked little house with a saucepan for a chimney. The noise was coming from inside the house. The children crept to the window and looked in. And inside they saw the strangest little man they had ever seen, dancing the strangest little dance. He had saucepans and kettles hung all over him. He wore a saucepan for a hat and he crashed two saucepans together as he danced. Do you think he's dangerous? said Joe in a whisper. <laughs> well, I don't know whether I'd think he was dangerous. I think he might look a little bit odd, don't you? Banging saucepans together and dancing with saucepans all over him. My goodness. <laughs> he sounds a bit bit funny. But we shall find out whether he's dangerous or not tomorrow. Mm, and we'll see whether or not the children can convince him to go for a cup of tea with Mr. What's-His-Name. Mm, do you think they might? I hope so, because otherwise they might not get out of this strange little land. Anyhow, that is the story for today. So, you all have the most wonderful, wonderful day and come back and join me tomorrow. Same time, same place. <laughs>
and well we'll have chapter 14 of the enchanted wood and find out how the adventure carries on okay so remember be good but enjoy yourselves have the most wonderful wonderful day think of me in the garden having worms thrown at me oh my goodness i hope that doesn't happen today and join me all again tomorrow okay so take care stay safe and bye for now